Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. I'm your moderator, Chris Paul. Let's be reasonable. I guess if they still can't see the red wave, we're just going to have to declassify it. It's high noon for Friday, January 15th, 2021. Damn, it's a good day. I feel like we're in for a lot of good days. Follow the podcast on the Telegram Messenger app at t.me slash I'm your moderator. Join the discussion thread at t.me slash be reasonable discussion. And every now and then I put a video up on Rumble. So go check that out. I was talking to a buddy of mine this morning on the phone and he was saying he had talked to another one of our, our mutual L.A. friends who was on some chat thread or something with other people that I surely must know. And they have settled on the opinion that I am being funded by some right-wing version of George Soros or like the Koch brothers to say all of the things that I say and profess these beliefs and that they're somehow not my own. These are just things I'm saying for the money. Well, first off, the Kochs love illegal immigration because it pushes down labor costs. And you got to imagine that they're globalists. So I don't think that they would like what I'm saying, first of all. Um, But the main point is, that not only do I not have some rich benefactor guiding my opinions and beliefs and statements, I don't have anybody paying me to do this, really. I mean, I don't know if you guys have tried to start a podcast before, but it's not like the road to instant riches, you know? And you can also see clearly 
that I don't advertise the podcast and I don't act in such a way on social media or Telegram or anything else that would suggest that my priority is even promoting the podcast. And it's not. I hate self-promotion. I'm bad at it. I'm happy to talk about myself and the work I'm doing and what I think of it all. But I'm not like out there being like, hey, look at this. I'm not a salesman, man. I mean, I have like 200 T-shirts in boxes and I've sold like seven of them because I don't even care enough to push that. So by the way, if you want a nice T-shirt, <laughs> hit me up on the Telegram app. I'll tell you how to get one. I'd be more than happy to send you one. They're 20 bucks and $5 shipping. It says, I survived COVID on the front with a nice symbol of communism as the sea in COVID. It's beautiful. It's funny. It'll probably annoy some commies. Best of all worlds. But legitimately, I'm basically as broke as I've ever been in my life. So first off, I personally will never be told what to say. And I think you guys know that now. Or by now, I guess I should say. I'm even in talks with a startup podcast network. And in my contract, we're still, you know, going back and forth in negotiations. Or not negotiations, just clearing up language. But in my contract, it says that no one can tell me what to say. <laughs> like... The idea that someone is going to tell me what my opinions are going to be, and then I'm going to say them and express them to you in the words and attitude that I use. By the way, I'm flying off the cuff every day. Like I, I will, I'm telling you my process right now, all right? I'm getting real about this so that there's absolutely no confusion. I keep in my Apple Notes a list of subjects that I might hit on for the day. I'll write a key word that will make me remember. Sometimes I'll write a few sentences, but that's it. Some days I don't even get to all the topics and then no one ever sees them because the news the next day, just it doesn't seem relevant to me anymore, but that's all I'm going on. Just the stuff I think of and put in the notes in my phone. That's it. Not getting rich. Hey, Hollywood, it's not about that. It's not about attention. I'm the one that deleted my Instagram, you dumb fucks. Like, what kind of money-making system could I possibly be involved in where I think that my best path forward is to delete my social media, never really promote myself or my show, and not even really push selling t-shirts. I would have to be retarded. But instead of that, anyone who knows me and still thinks I'm doing this as a get rich scheme <laughs> is even more retarded. And of course they are. They're commies. Now, sorry, I will try not to talk about myself again the rest of the episode. Maybe even for the next few weeks. We'll see how it goes. But let's talk about some real shit now. So Joe Biden has canceled his uh, train ride from Wilmington, Delaware to Washington, D.C. 
for the inauguration due to a security concern. And that's interesting because, you know, he has Secret Service protection and there's like 26,000 troops enforcing a military lockdown green zone in Washington, D.C. So I'm not sure exactly what they're trying to imply the security concern could be. Joe was going to take the train so that all the media could gush over him and be like, oh, yeah, it's just little Scranton Joe, just like always, riding the train to work down in D.C. Give me a fucking break. Joe Biden is worth tens of millions of dollars, if not more. Joe Biden has been selling his constituents and his country's interests to the highest bidder including our foreign adversaries, for nearly five decades. Joe Biden is not little Scranton Joe. And Joe Biden is never going to be president. I'll say it at the end, too. Don't worry. But they have now uh, canceled the inauguration rehearsal due to a security concern, even though... They're surrounded by 26,000 members of the world's greatest fighting forces. And they're being monitored by military intelligence. How do you know that? Well, it only took about seven days to get the entire Capitol riot thing turned around. I'll touch on that in a second. But so they went. From this is going to be a big inauguration for Joe Biden to, oh, no, there might be COVID concerns. Hopefully you guys won't like travel. Then they obviously realized that Joe Biden's never going to be president and no one would ever show up at this motherfucker's inauguration. Except for celebrities, of course, because they need to be more famous. And what could make you more famous than attending the inauguration of Joe Biden. And I am half serious with that because I feel like they will be among the most famous people in U.S. history after that day. And not for like anything Joe Biden does, but just for the fact that they're going to uh, surreptitiously be removed from the inauguration and placed in, in FEMA camps. So I'm... Really, really wondering which one of them cancels their invitation first. Like fucking uh, Lady Gaga just gets a little COVID in the back of her throat and says, hey, guys, I've, uh, you know, I got a little COVID. I think I'm going to have to stay home this week. Them attending this thing is like just the greatest display of arrogance. And it is so funny. I mean, they are really trying to spin this whole thing, this whole military, uh, what can you call it, uh, occupation of Washington, D.C. These people believe that it's for a Trump protester related threat. Like, that's why they've been calling us terrorists for the last week and a half. Because they want... If something happens, 
And considering how many things they plan and initiate, no matter what the cost, it's very possible something might happen. But they're setting up the domestic terror narrative so that they can go after Trump supporters once Joe Biden is inaugurated, you know, in their fantasy world. And the crazy thing about the separation of these realities, right, is that there it's always hard for me because I don't exactly know how many of them fully believe the shit they say and the shit they see on the media. But as far as the media goes, they're not breaking the script. I mean, they're trying to cover up their own mistakes as they always do and exposing themselves more and more every time. But they're still pretending that all of this is going to happen and that everything right now is normal. They think they're going to be able to cover up the uh, Obamagate drops that are supposedly coming today. They're not going to cover that up. It says right in these files that Hillary Clinton created the Russia hoax as a means to take away from Donald Trump's campaign and to distract from her own emails. This is in the files. Joe Biden trying to profit off the Obama Biden administration with foreign dealings is in the files. I've been saying this shit for months. I wasn't like chasing down rabbit holes of conspiracies. It's just like, Hey, here's something. Here's a bunch of facts. Do you want to look at them? No, I'm just going to go with my, uh, I'm going to go with what the Don Lemon says. He seems responsible. What a good guy. He's always telling us how racist everyone else is. That's how we heal. The proper response is, oh, here's a bunch of facts. Let me see what this means. And when you see facts like Hunter Biden's computer was with the FBI for over a year before they tried to impeach Trump, and then they did impeach Trump for exactly what Hunter and Joe Biden did, and they have the evidence on the laptop the FBI has had for over a year. It's not a conspiracy theory to think that Donald Trump shouldn't have been impeached and that the impeachment was bullshit. Of course it was bullshit. It was clearly bullshit at the time it happened. It's not new information that we have discovered. It was bullshit. The left's favorite pudgy little military doughboy, uh, Colonel Vindman, perjured himself. He is a liar. His military history doesn't hide that from the world, even though the media tries to put him on TV, make him a star, get his face out there, make sure that everybody still likes round-faced Colonel Vindman. Oh, he's a he's a Russian refugee, so everything's okay. Yeah, sure, commie. Fiona Hill went to Harvard, and she has a very proper British accent. She's trustworthy. Just listen to her. Well, hey, man, do you know anything about uh, the stuff she's saying? No, but you can tell that she's really smart. And if she's really smart in the way that I can tell without listening to anything she says, 
then of course she's telling the truth. Isn't that odd how they judge intelligence? Like Harvard, check. Accent, check. Says the things I like, check. Media tells me to like her, check. Got it all. Hey, uh, do you know if she's uh, saying true things or if the things she's saying even make sense next to the other things she's saying? And commies would be like, what do you mean? And change the subject. So there's a lot to play out these last five days. The, from my view, and again, if we all have been completely misled, that's just fine, commies. Put us in camps. Exterminate us if you wish. Whatever you got to do, I understand. Commie's going to commie. Fascist's going to fascist. Nazi's going to Nazi. It is what it is. That's why we're trying to stop it. If we don't stop it, I guess you won. Enjoy it. I'm sure the world will be such a much better place. Under the rule of fascism described as democratic socialism. That'll be much better. We can just get the corporate elites to do what they do. And then just communism for everyone else. But it's all good because there's going to be stuff on TV. And if there's stuff on TV, commies are happy. It's really about it. Facebook all day, Netflix all night. Facebook all day, Netflix all night. The greatest indicator of whether or not you were dumb enough to vote for Joe Biden is that you get all your politics by way of Facebook. You don't search for information. You don't vet information. You follow headlines from mainstream sources that are propelled to the top by an algorithm controlled by quite possibly the CIA. It's interesting to go back and look up uh, a program called LifeLog. Like Google, well, not Google, but go on Quant and search LifeLog, DARPA, Facebook, CIA. I bet you'll find a bunch of stuff. I haven't run that search recently, but I feel like there'll be some good stuff. But that's really what it is. I mean, it's funny because I felt like when I was growing up, like the the notion that our minds were being controlled in some way by popular culture, that was a pretty widely held belief or suspicion. But people would brush that off in the same way that they brush off political corruption. And they're like... Yeah, I mean, I know it's happening, but it doesn't affect me and they're all bad. And like, I'm smart, so they're not going to be able to influence me. What? Yeah, sure. They can't influence you. You're right. America has turned from America into a quasi-communist fascist nation that is about to become only fascist in five days, unless a miracle happens, which it will. But they didn't influence American minds at all. Right. So today we get Obamagate. 
But that is not even scratching the surface of all of the corruption that they're going to expose. Declassify everything means declassify everything. When Lynn Wood says all lies will be revealed, is he lying? Probably not. And all lies spans a whole lot of time for the people who have been in power in our country for decades, passing along familial power, passing along uh, webs of corruption where new members are always introduced. It's like a pyramid and you can see who's at the top of it. People like Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton, Joe Biden, Bill Gates, George Soros, Mark Zuckerberg. These are the people who are making the decisions in your life. And they have the the arrogance and the self-worship necessary to believe that they can set your life up better than you can. I'm sure that these people have actually convinced themselves that we will all be happier this way. Well, that's a goddamn lie, and nothing proves that more than history. This is the single most dangerous, widespread human idea that our society has faced in the last few hundred years. This is exactly the same as it was in Germany, in China, and in Russia. And the people aren't even all that different. Angela Merkel just is, is stepping down now. And I don't think that she was planning to run to continue as German chancellor anyhow. But she's stepping down now. Italy, the Netherlands, uh, today. Governments are disbanding all around the world. Do you think that's because the globalists won? Why would that happen? If the globalists won and the people disbanding their parties from government had lost, why wouldn't those people stay in government and try to fight back? What's happening is that these governments are trying to minimize fallout on the countries they represent. What seems to be happening from my perspective is that a lot of government officials around the world are just like the government officials here. They are bought off by China. They are corrupted or otherwise compromised. And they were just going along with the great global reset. That's not a that's not like a, me going out on a limb, taking a wild guess. You think China's like only running this operation here? You think the guys in Davos are only running the operation here? No. The goal was to collapse the world economy so that they could build back better. You understand what that means? You understand why 10, 12, who knows how many countries around the world are saying the same thing? That's not just Joe Biden's slogan. Joe Biden didn't come up with that on his own. Joe Biden is known to come up with brand new unpronounceable words. But build back better are not those. 
one of the funniest arguments while the whole um, coronavirus thing was being perpetuated upon us was people would say, like, I, I would be like, this is not true. I would, I would go through all the facts and they would be like, OK, 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 OK. But they would be like, so what? You're just saying that, like, the entire world is, like, in on this and just doing it? And it's like, well, to some extent, yeah. Sweden didn't lock down. But a lot of countries followed the exact same programs with the exact same responses and similarly poor results because there's nothing that can stop a virus except herd immunity. Now, whether that's the community affect infecting the entire herd enough to reach herd immunity or the vaccine, which, by the way, has herd immunity has been refined to only be that it's reached by way of a vaccine. Now, we know that's just factually not true. But they can change the science whenever they want. But I'm going to talk about that in a second. So let's get back to the uh, to this inauguration thing, because, you know, the timeline is becoming fairly clear. Um, Obamagate today. Ghislaine Maxwell has a hearing about those files potentially coming out. Something explosive is going to happen in that case on Tuesday. Almost definitely that will get into the really, really deep, dark shit that these people have been up to. But in the meantime, I think the uh, FISA gate thing just dropped. That's, I guess, part of Obamagate in some way. But what else? Going to find out about Biden. Going to find out about the Clintons. Going to find out about 9-11. Going to find out about the 2008 financial crisis. Might find something interesting about the uh, Oklahoma City bombing. I think we'll probably get some interesting stuff on, let's say, Vietnam. And I think he's probably going to declassify the JFK stuff. They're all going down. Some of them may have already. Nancy Pelosi has been walking around the Capitol building and people have been trying to call it Secret Service. But it seems that she's been walked around the Capitol building by U.S. Marshals. Marshals are usually there for high-value prisoners. And we'll see. Maybe Nancy Pelosi's totally innocent. Maybe her father wasn't connected to the JFK assassination, even though it seems like he was. I even just came to that conclusion myself the other day, and information just swept in backing me up. I like that. Now, one thing I was thinking about last night, and I've said a million times, like I'm not trying to to guess or predict the future because I'm a wizard. I'm doing it because I think that you can see what's happening and that there's a structure to all this. And if you're getting enough good information and you're able to keep out some bad information, bad information is going to get in no matter what. Like I am sure I've made factually incorrect statements on this podcast. I might've even made one today. I don't think I have, but I'm sure if you go back, you'll find that. But on the whole, 
the narrative I've told since March of last year or April last year, whenever I started the podcast has been almost entirely correct. And again, it's not because I'm, I've got some special power of predicting the future. It's because once you notice that the media exists to push certain goals, once you know what those goals are, you can see how they're handling the story and then know what actually happened because you don't have to spin the truth. If the truth was helping them, they wouldn't need the spin. That's why our information gathering is better because we're not taking the stories and spinning them. We're taking the stories as they exist and seeing how they fit into the narrative of reality. That's why the news is always behind. That's why there's always that few days or a week or whatever where everything true is called a conspiracy theory. That's them trying to set a narrative before the underground information makes it into the central narrative. And we can see that with the, the Capitol riots. I mean, anyone who was saying that day, hey, no, that's Antifa. You can just tell by looking. Everyone was crazy. But now we have this BLM Antifa domestic terrorist and uh, agent provocateur, John Sullivan, who's been arrested, who was clearly one of the ringleaders of this Capitol riot, this insurrection, this very dangerous insurrection. We have videos of him that he took in the Capitol building with a woman who's a photojournalist. Her name's Jade Sacker, I think, for CNN and NPR. In fact, the two of them were literally on CNN that day talking to Anderson Cooper about the event. And the way they were describing it is obviously not reflective of reality. They were telling heroic stories about the police. One of them was just weeping because he was so overwhelmed with the attack on our democracy. Now, for instance, I knew, and many of the people in my circles knew, that laptops have been taken from the Capitol offices. And one of those laptops was Nancy Pelosi. We knew that the day it happened. Reuters on Friday last week announced that Nancy Pelosi's laptop had in fact been stolen, but it was only used for PowerPoint presentations. So they got a piece of news out two days after we knew it. And so for two days, we were conspiracy theorists who were making up the whole thing. But of course, that's not true. And two days later, they wrote a story about how it's not true. But the cover was the lie that it's just PowerPoint presentations. Of course, it's not. And so the news allows the event to be told, but they don't tell the why they tell a different why I was talking about this last week who what when where why how the who what when where how parts are event the why is narrative so they give you the event but they give you a false narrative so that they can cover up what actually happened there Nancy Pelosi freaked out 
and rushed an impeachment because of that day. Are we to believe that it was because of the violence that day that Donald Trump supposedly incited? Well, no. A couple of days later, the narrative about Donald Trump inciting anything was proven factually false just by the timing of events. But they still decided to say he still caused it because he made them come here. Oh, really? You've been setting up riots and rallies and all sorts of nonstop bullshit since 2014. There was violence in Washington, D.C. the day of Trump's inauguration in 2017. Did Trump call them there, too? No, that was you guys. So they lose the timing of that, and it's clearly planned. So then they say, well, yeah, it was planned, but it was still Trump supporters, and they've been planning it for a while, and now there's more stuff coming. And then Facebook says, we're getting signals about an uptick in discussion of violence. Oh, really? Well, what does that mean? That can mean anything, literally anything. There's an uptick of signals about violence in the news, too. Are they causing the violence? As a matter of fact, they are. But also, hey, Facebook, if you're going to ban people and ban speech because it's going to cause violence and then you ban people and you say there's an uptick in signals of violence, well, then it didn't work, you communists. And it never works. That's the fucking point. They make people angrier and angrier because they are actually cutting off people's ability to function as free, independent citizens who can think what they want and do what they want so long as it's not actually hurting other people. So they take those freedoms away. People are going to get more upset. The idea that Twitter taking Donald Trump down was done in the service of reducing violence is nuts. And it's already been proven to be nuts by the same people who did it. You can't say you're worried about violent talk and then do actions that increase violent talk. And that's exactly what they've done, of course. But they're going to propel this narrative as far as they can because they want the violence. They want the violence so that they can blame it on us and blame it on Donald Trump. And then somehow try to get Joe Biden inaugurated. And that's not going to happen. There's too much. There is going to be too much. Everyone is going to know the history of these issues. Four to six percent of people may be lost forever. Just pulling those numbers out of my hat. Wink. So we have the big inauguration of Biden go down to a potentially virtual inauguration of Biden. And now it's down to an inauguration that no one should attend, except, of course, celebrities got to have the celebrities in there. And now it's too dangerous for Joe to ride the train and too dangerous to have an inauguration rehearsal.
The next thing we're going to hear is that it's too dangerous to have an in-person inauguration. So Joe Biden is just going to be inaugurated by the traitor John Roberts, the dread pirate Roberts. Uh, at what? 12.01 on the day of inauguration? Let's see. I think that that inauguration is going to be a mass arrest event. And I know that that right now is a conspiracy theory because that's something that still has not happened. And you sound so crazy saying it. Yeah, I get it, Cummings. I get it. I mean, it's not as crazy as believing that an 80-year-old criminal who didn't campaign and lost an election in a landslide and then had to try to trick the public and censor them for eight straight weeks just to make enough people still think that Joe Biden will be president. I mean, it's not that crazy. But you see, we got a whole lot of military in Washington, D.C., and that ain't about a Trump supporter because you know what Trump supporters don't do? Terrorist acts. You know what leftists do do all over the world? I just said do do. Terrorist acts. They love it. They love political violence. Political violence is literally part of the plan. It's part of the color revolution plan. And it's a staple of communist takeovers. So we got all the troops. We got these uh, very science FEMA camps set up to exercise science on all the uh, non-maskies in the country because we're the ones killing everybody. We're the ones ruining people's lives for sure. And we got hundreds and hundreds of criminals and traitors all in one place. It's probably just to watch a nice show and then have Tom Hanks host and maybe we'll get a performance by Lady Gaga and Justin Timberlake. That's the plan. My dream is for the whole thing to go off in person and right before Joe Biden is about to take the oath, right as John Roberts steps up there and shows everybody that he's about to swear in a usurper to the office of president of the United States. That's when they sweep in, arrest all those motherfuckers. And then at all the little woke inauguration viewing parties that happen around Los Angeles in the Hollywood Hills, what I would like to do is go up to my rooftop and stare at the sky and watch as helicopters descend onto all of their little properties and just snatch them all up like a great angel coming to take them away. Finally, you shall ascend. Alyssa Milano. Have a helicopter ride. You'll love it. So we'll see about that. But they're uh, they're pushing forward with um, vaccine IDs, digital vaccine IDs. And these would, of course, go in the tattoo that they inevitably put on you. Um, we've had actually people 
forced to be tattooed before. I seem to remember that happening. When was it? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was in Nazi Germany. But as long as we're doing it so that everyone can stay safe, no big deal, right? So today, articles coming out, one in Newsweek, about how lockdowns have no proven benefit and are actually harmful. That's interesting because 10 months ago, I said that because that's what the science says, which is obvious because no one has ever attempted a nationwide lockdown. And why would they? It's the stupidest idea of all time. But the headline actually says that they are not that lockdowns do not provide any benefit over other voluntary measures. Voluntary. Hmm. That's interesting. So we have destroyed the world's economy for nothing, but yet the Great Reset surely does not exist. There could have been no, no other reason. It was just maybe an error in judgment by all of the world's great, very smart, very serious, very science leaders. They just, they just all made a mistake. When is Anthony Fauci going to come out and apologize for that mistake? Since he has now ruined countless lives. Is that ever going to happen? I don't believe it will. And what about the propaganda and shame campaigns that they've run? About masks. About killing grandmothers. About how everyone is stupid unless you say the thing that stupid people say. Wear a mask. Masks work. Masks don't work. Masks work again, but they only protect you, not me. Now masks protect both of us. Now we have no idea who masks protect, but you better wear one because you're better safe than sorry. You wouldn't want to be responsible for killing an entire country, would you? Well, no. Good. Leave that to us. Good job, Anthony Fauci. Anthony Fauci, I said this eight months ago, at least, maybe longer. Anthony Fauci is going to go down among the worst criminals of the 20th century. That's how he's going to be viewed. Because what they are doing is a form of eugenics masked as them trying to make people healthy. That's not what they want. And, you know, we get to this vaccine And vaccines always took a really long time because we needed to do the proper testing and blah, blah, blah. But we skip the animal trials in this one. We go straight to humans and it's a whole different kind of vaccine. And the pharmaceutical companies are not responsible for what happens. Got it. Delivered it super fast. That was all Trump, right? Everybody gives Trump credit for that. Uh Uh-huh. So. If Trump is on a path to end their whole coronavirus reset faster than they wanted. What would you do? Well, you get a vaccine out there like this that is untested and there's widespread claims of people having extreme health reactions to receiving this vaccine. Because right now we're all guinea pigs. And what happens if that gets worse? You know, a lot of these states, they are 
aiming their vaccine rollouts toward the people who are most, quote unquote, at risk. But that's their definition. The people who are actually at risk of dying for coronavirus are the elderly and infirmed. And now there are reports where the vaccine is not safe for them. So what they're going to do is give it to the homeless, not a joke, and poor people from minority communities. So now they'll be the guinea pigs. And let's say Joe Biden gets into office and we now know lockdowns don't work. We know masks don't work. We know the coronavirus is not all that deadly. Everyone has figured this out for the most part, unless you are totally hooked in to the central narrative via mainstream media or Facebook. People are starting to come to terms with the fact that this vaccine might actually have problems. So let's say Donald Trump leaves office. And let's say the vaccine actually does have problems. And let's let's say that the governors in Democrat states actually do open it up for everybody. What then if people start having negative health consequences? I'm concerned about that. And the reason I'm concerned about it is because trying to inhabit the way these people think, I would imagine that what they would want to do is immediately begin showing the world bit by bit that the vaccine was unsafe. And then they will ban the vaccine and they will say, sorry, this vaccine was bad and it was bad because Donald Trump rushed it out. So now we need to lock down for a much longer time and we're going to take the proper time to release this vaccine. So I'm really sorry, guys. It's going to be like another three or four years of total complete lockdown. And I wish there was something I could do, but this was Donald Trump's fault because he pushed the vaccine too fast. You think that's not something they would do? This past year has been one of the greatest crimes against humanity in the history of the world. And it has been orchestrated as such. George Floyd was a criminal who had gone with his friends to a woman's house and held a a gun to her pregnant belly to rob her. George Floyd took a lethal dose of fentanyl and the autopsy shows he died from a drug overdose. Breonna Taylor may well have been the one shooting at the police while the police were executing a legal warrant that had nothing to do with her race and everything to do with the people she surrounded herself with. Doesn't matter how nice her graduation picture looks on television. Jacob Blake stuck his fingers up into the vagina of his ex-girlfriend, sniffed them, and said that she had been with other people. He is a violent criminal. He was carrying a knife and was shot. 
That's the three Black Lives Matter issues. That's what we decided to burn down the country for for five months. Does that seem real to anyone? You know, in the next few days, we are going to have solid confirmed evidence that this stuff was set up in conjunction with Democrat politicians. There is video that I saw months and months ago of AOC having a sunrise movement meeting where they are talking about this stuff. Why do we keep having to pretend that it's like a little bit of this one world, but like the central narrative? I mean, I know maybe they're a little bit biased, but they're still telling us what happened. No, I used to have that thought, too, but no. They are incorporating real events into a false narrative rather than building a narrative around real events. These stories are being constructed in the wrong direction. And that's what makes them easy to spot. I've said a million times. I got to this point in my mind because I realized that throughout the coronavirus, I was following actual statisticians, actual economists, actual doctors, actual scientists, and they weren't agreeing with the central narrative. And I trusted them and I did my research and I realized, wow, what we're being told on the news is nothing like what is happening in reality. And why are they doing it? Well, they want to get Donald Trump out of office and they want to blame all these problems on him so that they can persecute all of his supporters and push through their entire agenda by taking away not only Donald Trump's political power, but the power that we all have in standing up to what they're doing. And for the last few decades, they've been very good at that. But not anymore. When you can see what the narrative is for, you can know what it is they're hiding. And when you understand those events, you can understand what the actual narrative is. So looking ahead is not all that hard. Their options become more and more limited. Like right now, their play with what is getting declassified, their play is to create false flag events meant to distract people, get the media to say whatever they need them to say, and hope that enough dumb commies out there will take their word for it and just hope that they can ride this out through Wednesday morning and run out the clock and then install this usurper as president and assume that everything will just be unified after that. We can't unify unless you tell us the election was legit. Okay, commie. I guess we're not going to unify then because I'm not going to fucking lie. And neither are my 80 million friends. F-R-E-N-S. Friends. And I'm really waiting for the moment when people have the realization that not only did Donald Trump win the election, Donald Trump won the election with a sweeping landslide, an overwhelming landslide, and won the popular vote. And once that happens, these people's minds are going to break. 
because all of a sudden they realize that this opinion they're expressing is not a safe majority opinion. Rather, it is a very evil opinion held by a relatively small minority. These people's mantra in life seems to be go along to get along. And so that's what they've done. And what happens when they find out all of that is wrong? And then they are the outsider. Is it sad? Yes. Is it justifiable and deserved? Also, yes. And I saw this little video clip of uh, Congresswoman Ayanna Presley speaking yesterday. This is from back during the whole riot phase last summer. And of course, she was as involved in planning them as anyone else. You can bet your bottom dollar. But she said there should be unrest in the streets as long as there's unrest in our lives. That sounds like the sort of thing that, you know, revolutionaries say. Except it came out of the mouth of a girl who grew up pretty wealthy, went to a real good school, and is now a congresswoman. And the weirdest part about it is that, like, the revolutionary way of thinking about that statement sounds powerful and legitimate. If they're actually fighting a true oppressor, but that's not what's happening. They're trying to institute global communism and they're using political violence to do it. And so what she's really saying is there should be unrest in the streets as long as there is unrest in our lives. She's referring to herself and people like her. And not about her skin color. I'm not, ta- I'm not talking about the fact that she's a black woman. I'm saying that she has had a highly privileged life. And she comes from the society who always represents this false sense of decorum. What's causing unrest in her life is people disagreeing with her. And her being a radical who doesn't understand anyone but rich people who want to pretend to care and other radicals. That's whose unrest she is concerned about. And of course, that's who was perpetuating the unrest in the first place. Just yesterday, or maybe it was the day before, but a the son of, I think his name was Aaron Mostofsky or Matofsky or something, son of a New York judge was one of the Antifa members in the the Capitol riot. The Viking guy, the uh, the Q shaman or whatever he's now called, who knows? He the man of many names and two horns. That guy's like a radical climate change activist. We're supposed to pretend that all these people were Trump supporters. This whole thing is a farce. It is a lie. I'm sorry to the people who believed it. I'm sorry to the people who thought I was being a dick by saying, hey, man, that's not what's happening. But who's the dick now? 
commies. <laughs> I might do episodes this weekend if shit really gets bonkers, and I think it might. Um, guys, pay attention. Really pay attention to George News and George News YouTube and George News on Telegram. It's really, really fascinating. I am almost entirely convinced that it's the president's digital guy, Dan Scavino, who's running those media outlets. And I think that George News will probably be a uh, go-to source for news and information in the coming years. And we shall see. Could just be a little project of messaging right now. But it's incredibly interesting to watch. And if you want a real preview that I'm kind of tossing around in my head, I don't know if this is uh, legit or not, but a guy online uh, that I saw yesterday, I don't know who it is and I don't know who his source is. I'm trying to be absolutely honest and upfront about that. Again, my philosophy on information gathering right now is see whether or not it tracks with real life and what could happen. And if it does, I'm going to give a little weight to it. If it's not based on totally infactual, implausible circumstances, I'm going to give a little weight to it. I'm fine if it's wrong. I'm not going to feel bad that I believed it slightly, that I believed in the possibility of it. That's crazy. That just makes me cut myself off from information. That's how we got here in the first place. But anyway, he said the drill is this, that the, uh, that the arrest day is on Wednesday at the inauguration. And then for the next 10 days, for three hours a day, the emergency broadcast system will be broadcasting uh, confessions of these high-level criminals three hours a day. And apparently it's going to get more disgusting and more dark as we go along. And if that happens, the nation will not turn away. People will understand what this is and what happened. And four to six percent of them will be lost forever. I will be back maybe before Monday. But if not, I will be back Monday at the same reasonable time on the same reasonable podcast network. I don't have a network, although I probably will have a network soon. We'll see. Mastin lockdowns don't work. Joe Biden will never be president. Goodbye. Whether you're a total newbie to podcasting, or even if you've had a show before like me, you know how intimidating it can be to start your show. The tech side especially can be daunting. That's why I'm so grateful Anchor exists. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. They knock down all the barriers to entry. Let me explain. First off, it's free. I don't know how or why, but I'm happy about it. The platform's great. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. I can't even begin to describe how much easier it was to get my show on all the major platforms this time than it was a few years ago. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's right. You build your show, you make money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place, and the company is committed to the success of its content creators. Go download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thanks for listening. Please follow the podcast on Instagram and Parler at I'm Your Moderator. Soon I'll be up on Rumble with a video aspect. In the meantime, if you'd like to support the show, I have a Substack 
I'm your moderator.substack.com where you can donate or you can donate at anchor.fm by searching Be Reasonable with your moderator, Chris Paul. I hope to see you soon. Back out on the rain. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. In my mind, that's the end game. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to follow what I'm reading and thinking throughout the day, you can do that by downloading the Telegram Messenger app and going to t.me slash I'm your moderator. On social media, you can follow me on Truth Social, Getter, and Gab at I'm your moderator. I also have channels on Rumble and BitChute. If you'd like to follow the writing, you can find me at I'm your moderator.substack.com. The merch site is cancelcouture.com or go direct shop.spreadshirt.com slash cancel-couture. If you'd like to support the podcast financially, the best place to do that is Kofa. Go to ko-fi.com slash I'm your moderator. And all of these details will appear in the show notes with each episode. I'll see you soon down on the range. It's hell!